0: Let me just say it, shift happens when you put the habit to ritual instead of a resolution. A resolution is just a statement. It has no backing and no plan to execute. And if you don't got a plan, you don't got an action. (laughs) It's just that simple. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I wanna welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me, and let's squeeze the joy out of this life, because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? Well, friends, 2021 is here. I think everyone was holding their breath for the last month of 2020, right? Just waiting for the page to turn on what was probably one of the most challenging years for mankind as we know it. 2020 will go down as the year of reckoning, at least I see it that way, and it's one that magnified so closely how important it is to really treasure our health. And with that, our lifestyle habits because our mental well-being, our physical well-being and everything else depends on it, no matter what life throws at us. Well, now, it's time to dust ourselves off and start with a clean slate. But here's a little tough love advice. If you if you really, I mean, you might have a resolution, but if you really want to make shift happen, I mean, that resolution that's carried over year, over year, over year, over year, that hasn't come through, that hasn't come to fruition, if you want to make that happen, you got to make change happen. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So make those resolutions happen by making rituals happen. And you need a plan. You need one that's well thought out with steps that are implementable. I know it's a big word, but really we bite off so much and we think that we can accomplish these lofty goals and then we break our own hearts. And there's nothing wrong with a stretch goal. But when you want to accomplish something, you've got to start off with bite-sized changes, bite-sized things that then create a bigger goal. And that is how lifestyle happens. My good friend and health and fitness expert, Lori Corbin, brought it to another level when she talked recently about creating rituals from these habits, which I think is so smart. And it means elevating things to a place where you not only do them regularly, but you do them in a way that is memorable and that feels good. You know, it's so meaningful when you get up in the morning and you have maybe a ritual for drinking that healthy smoothie rather than just kind of grudgefully making it and getting your greens out and your protein powder You know, you have a ritual around it where you're listening to music and you're using your favorite glass with your favorite straw and you have some gratitude around what that glass is going to do for you, that it's going to boost your health, that it's going to feed you and you do it at your favorite time of the morning. You see what I'm saying? You create a whole feel around it and then it takes it from just being a habit to a ritual that you look forward to. And those feel good, feel good things, that's what science tells us changes behavior. Because when subjects were studied, anxiety was reduced when they created a ritual rather than a routine. Consistency was maintained. I mean, you might wanna exercise more, drink less, or lose weight, or your goals might be more focused on starting a new career or moving to a new location or cultivating a new skill, like maybe playing an instrument. But if there isn't joy around the ritual created to make this a habit, it's really easy to ditch week two of January. And I can tell you you have to practice a certain amount of time every single day to make these rituals regular. But if that just seems like a chore and you're not getting the joy out of it that you want, then it's time to take a look at what your ritual looks like. So uh, let's go back to the stretch goals for a second. Let me just underscore, because I don't want you for a minute to think I'm discouraging it. Let me just underscore that when you push yourself further than normal, that is a wonderful thing to strive for. But if it's the only thing that you're striving for and you come up short, guess what? You're gonna beat yourself up. But if I tell you drink one more glass of water a day, or I tell you try to eat one green vegetable a day, And that is going to help you work towards your stretch goal of losing X, Y, Z pounds. That is achievable. In fact, sometimes the stretch goals don't really make sense. I coached a person who wanted to lose 30 pounds. And when I asked her how she came up with that number, she answered that it was what she weighed when she graduated from college. And at the time I was coaching her, she was 48. Look, I'm not saying that it couldn't be done, but you know, a goal of where you were, what, like 30 years prior? It's tough. It's tough. And it it may be unattainable. But if your goal is to feel better in your genes, it's to have more energy to run around with your kids or your grandkids. And instead of just making it about dieting, you're really embracing this whole eating to thrive concept. That is when shift happens. Let me just say it. Shift happens when you put the habit to ritual instead of a resolution. A resolution is just a statement. It has no backing And no plan to execute. And if you don't got a plan, you don't got an action. (laughs) It's just that simple. It's that simple with everything in life. You know, as an entrepreneur, I start out every year with a SWOT analysis. I look at our strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats. And that's the, the, the dashboard from which we craft our strategy for the year it's not about what just feels good. oh, I want to make ten million dollars this year. okay, well how the heck are you gonna get there if you're only doing three million now, right? Just hypothetically speaking, there's got to be a plan behind it So, I think for me, it's about being a person that shows up for my family, for my friends, for my loved ones. You know, it's it's impossible to get where you want to go if you're always fighting yourself or you're always judging yourself for coming or coming down on yourself. And if you flip the script a little bit and you think about 2020 as being the year of acceptance, accepting who we are and who we were created to be, with or without the current circumstances around us, I think we'll all be a whole forking lot happier. So with that, I wanna share seven simple tips to help you start the year on the right fork. Hey, that's what I do, it's the right fork. And your job is simply this, to come up with a ritual around the habit so that it makes it a fun and a happy place for you. You know, instead of gulping down your oatmeal in the morning, maybe you're setting up some overnight oats the night before and you're taking your, you know, your mason jar and you're layering it with unsweetened shredded coconut and fresh blueberries and some flaxseed. And you put it in the refrigerator and you're excited because you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to have that. And you're going to power up and you're going to listen to your favorite podcast. Hopefully it's this one. And you're going to sit in your favorite comfy, comfy chair, or your favorite part of the house. Maybe it's with your favorite person or your animal, or maybe it's just in peace and quiet because that's how you want to start the day. And then you've shifted And you've taken a healthy habit, which there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself, but you've created a ritual around it that you look forward to, that makes you feel good. And when you can achieve that day in and day out and celebrate those small wins, man, that will move mountains. It just makes such a big difference. So these simple habits, one a day, and before you know it, you're making All kinds of new things come to life in just a week. Seven new habits, one a day under your belt. And before you know it, you will accomplish so much more in 2021 than you ever thought you could. So with that, I also want to really encourage you to join my Eat to Thrive program right now, today, don't delay, because this is what we're going to go through in depth It will help to rewire your taste buds and cut the cravings. It'll help to teach you how to learn to eat like you give a fork. And that's exactly why you're here. You're also going to get a hardcover copy of my number one new release book, Eat Like You Give a Fork, The Real Dish on Eating to Thrive. And guess what? You're going to get all that for the very small sum of $29. Yes, I have substantially reduced the cost of this program for a very limited time. So by the time you listen to this, it may or may not be up. I'm just saying, you gotta run and get it quickly and sign up today at eatcleaner.com. Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? well, then you're one of the smartest people I know because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all natural and patented line of food wash and wipes. And it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab tested. And it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean eating fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body, where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com, or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eatcleaner. I know I can help you crush your goals because food is just the gateway, but it's an important gateway. And when you get this part of your life figured out, you will see what opens up for you. I guarantee it because it happened to me. Now, before I even mention one habit, I want you to think about this. The pantry purge. Yes, I always say don't get caught with your pantry down. <laughs> I know it's a little cheeky, but bear with me for a second because this one is maybe one of the most critical things you will do to start eating like you, like you really want to give a fork. The pantry purge is taking a look at what you've got in your pantry and also in your fridge and getting rid of the things that don't serve you. I mean, if it's in there and it's staring you in the face every time you open the door and it's tempting you because it's full of sugar and calories and empty calories and crunchiness and all of the things we just love, that's brutal. That's just too much willpower to try and muster up every day. And life is hard enough when all you wanna do is eat French fries in duck fat and a, a double double. You know what I'm saying? or you see the Thin Mints in the the back of, of the pantry and you know it's just talking to you in the middle of the night, it's whispering, eat me. It's just not fair, it's not fair to you. So go through your pantry and get rid of the foods that don't serve you and instead stock up on the things that you will lean into every single day. I've got a great list. Uh, in fact, it's in my book in detail of what to stock up on. You'll get that when you sign up for my program, Eat to Thrive, and uh, that book is free. So 29 bucks is going to take you a long way, my friends. And it also has a bunch of other items that I recommend you stock up on, um, things that you can you know whip different meals together easily without even a recipe. We've got nut butters, and we've got unsweetened cacao, and we've got the good kind of slow-burning, simple, single-ingredient carbs that I like you to stock up on. And we've even got chocolate chips in there. We've got all kinds of fun things that you might be surprised to see on my do-fly list, but it's all about balance. As long as it doesn't have a bunch of Bad ingredients, you know, chemicals, artificial ingredients, hydrogenated fats, things that have the FD in front of the color, things you can't pronounce, all of that stuff just needs to go bye-bye and don't let the door hit it in the butt. You know what I mean? It's time to get rid of what doesn't serve you because you need to make room for your new clean eating wardrobe. All right, let's do this, let's do this together. I know you have it in you. And if you're saying to me, well, you know what? Look, every once in a while, I like to eat what I wanna eat. And you know what? I celebrate that. In fact, there's a whole chapter about it in my book, and it's the 90-10 rule. 10% of the time, I want you to go and enjoy whatever the fork you want. You should do that, you should do that. But go do it outside. Go, go do it outside of your home. Go grab something you really love, uh, or maybe if you just want that amazing chocolate chip cookie, you know, uh, grab one and and enjoy the whole act of being able to grab one and make a ritual out of it. But rather than having the whole dang bag in your in your pantry, I'm just saying that's that's just a whole lot of pressure. Okay, so before we get started, number one is the pantry purge. All right, number two is to hydrate. Now, before I even get started on better habits around eating, I wanna talk about hydration because water is something that you cannot even live without for just a few days, but you can live without food for weeks. So it's that important that we start with water. Every metabolic function that your cells perform require hydration, even digestion, Just me talking to you, just us breathing, you know, it all needs water. And when you're dehydrated, your cells don't function the way they're supposed to. It's really, really, really important that you prioritize drinking good, clean water and fall in love with it. And if you're one of these people who's like, I don't like drinking water, let's dive into that. I'm gonna give you some ideas on how to do it. But first, I I need to share this funny story about my dad. I've been on my dad about drinking water lately. And don't get me wrong, my dad is the biggest blessing. He is gonna be turning 79 here soon this year. He's amazing. He's my co-founder of Eat Cleaner. I adore him more than words could ever describe. But when it comes to drinking water, his answer is, I drink beer, and beer is mostly water. <laughs> Every time he tells me that, I just crack up. That that theory doesn't hold water, Dad. It just doesn't hold water. It's not the same. So don't try and tell me you're drinking beer or you're drinking an energy drink that's got a whole bunch of artificial colors in it, or you're drinking a watered-down margarita, and you're still getting water. No, it's just straight up H2O. It can be the bubbly kind, you know, sparkling, yummy stuff. It can be the flat. It just needs to be clean. And if if it means that you need to add some spice to it, do that. Add some fresh herbs like mint or basil. Do a slice of lemon or lime or some orange or grapefruit or berries or a combination of all those. Make your water fancy. You know, I, I've got fresh basil growing outside, I've got fresh mint, I've got a lemon tree. I, I put those in ice cubes and, uh, or put them just in a little baggie in the freezer. So instead of an ice cube, I throw in a slice of lemon. And it makes a big difference. Sometimes I add raw apple cider vinegar. You know, I'm a big fan of it. It's a great astringent for your body helps to uh, increase your metabolism, helps with uh, digesting and metabolizing carbohydrates. There's so many benefits to it. So whatever it takes, just do it and add it to your water. And your goal is to drink half your body weight in ounces every day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, 75 ounces. How do you make sure you get that right? Here's the ritual. Get yourself a cute new water bottle. One that you really like and make sure it's got all the features you love. Maybe it's got a straw because you like to drink out of a water bottle with a straw. Or maybe it's a certain size. I like to pick one that I know if I fill it twice, then I've reached my goal for the day. That's kind of my, one of the things that I look at. Um, Make sure it's got a wide enough mouth where you can fill it easily from your refrigerator, if that's a consideration. You know, all these things, maybe it's one that keeps your water cold. I know people really like to have cold water uh, by their side. So pick that water bottle and make that your fun thing that you always reach for. I always have it within our arm's reach. I've got a few water bottles circulating around the house. It follows me everywhere, into the car, to my desk. Uh, to errands, to my workout. I mean, I just can't imagine not having a water bottle by my side. It's one of my prized possessions, and I have several, and that is one of them. So get that hydration going and make water your friend. Number three is veggies, okay? Make veggies your focus. Again, it's about creating a love affair, And if you're one of those people who's like, Maria, I don't like vegetables, I'm going to bring you up close and look you in the eyes and say, tough cookies. You're a grown adult and you're going to learn to like them. (laughs) I told you, I got some tough love. I've raised two kids. So sometimes you've got to just tough it up, buttercup, and learn to like them. We can change our taste buds. I show you how to do it in my book, in my program. And so if the excuse is, well, I don't like how they taste, you can change that too. You can fix it. And there's a logic behind loving these because when you eat more produce, which is high in fiber and full of micronutrients, so many antioxidants and things that help us with our overall health, you'll feel fuller faster, more satiated and get more calorie bang for your buck, okay? So it really, really does make a difference. You'll feel so powerful when you eat more veggies and prioritize them. And it's, it's just, it's nature's gift to us. There's nothing quite like what vegetables and fruit can do, but veggies specifically because fruit is sweet and not too many people look at a strawberry and go, "Uh, no thanks. Everybody will eat those. So if kale gives you anxiety, celery makes you feel like you're going to have a panic attack, it's time to go back to the program. Eat to Thrive will reshape your taste buds so that you will crave broccoli over brownies, my friends. It can be done. It's literally like going to the gym to work out because we're going to strengthen a muscle that hasn't gotten much love. You just feed it what it wants instead of feeding it what it needs. And that means rewiring your brain to communicate with your tongue and back and forth. So I can tell you, I have coached so many people who were sugar addicts who basically told me after going through the program that they really didn't even think about dessert anymore. And it shocked them as much as it shocked everyone around them. So if if you're one of those people who's like that, I, I know you, maybe you don't want to quit the habit. I don't know. But I think you do because being addicted to sugar leads you down a rabbit hole in so many different ways. I don't even need to tell you all of the ways, you know, diabetes, um, all kinds of metabolic disorders, overweight. I mean, the list goes on and on. It, it can get really, really bad. So- If you're one of those people who's like, I don't think I can be converted, just give me a chance, I promise you. $29, I mean, you couldn't even go to a nutritionist once for that and you get the whole program and the book. All right, all right, so back to the veggies. How do you make it easier to get veggies on your plate? Well, there's a lot of ways to do it. You can obviously throw them into a salad course. You can steam them, you can puree them, put them in a soup, you can chop them up and add them to high quality quality single ingredient grains like quinoa and millet that are both gluten-free too. Um, you can bake them. You can I love to do one sheet pan wonders, I call them, where I throw them onto a baking sheet with proteins and uh, season them, put a sauce over them and pop them in the oven and dinner is served. And I've got tons of ways to incorporate veggies into your life. I mean, they can even be swapped in for fat in baked goods. So the list goes on and on. So here's where it becomes a ritual. Every time you make a meal, think about what veggies you can add on or start with the veggies instead of it being the afterthought. When I make eggs in the morning, I'll throw in spinach and kale or put some fresh arugula on top of my omelet, you know, that's a perfect place to add it in. Um, I think about veggies with my snacks. I'll I'll have hummus in the fridge at all times, celery sticks, carrots, radish, um, my little mini bell peppers that I love. Um, Maybe you've got nut butter hanging out. Um, Of course, the celery is perfect with that. And for dinner, you know, it's just so easy to pop it into just about everything. So make that strong. Make your love for veggies strong and create those sound rituals and habits for how you incorporate them in. And before you know it, you'll actually be thinking about the colorful addition and texture that is vegetables that bring really a lot of flavor and variety to the plate because you can only have so much chicken. I mean, so much beef, so much pork, but veggies, I mean, veggies like That's where the variety comes in. And that's the spice of life. Number four. What is number four? The number four is thinking inside the triangle. Okay, let me explain this because I saw this weird commercial on YouTube and I just had to like talk about it a little bit. So it was this guy, he was a workout dude and uh, he had a pizza in one hand and a salad in the other and he was like, "So, what do you think I'm going to eat for dinner tonight? Is it going to be the salad or the pizza?" And you look at him and he's a buff dude and he's a workout guy. So, you know, you're thinking, "Well, he's going to eat healthy." And he says, "Well, of course I'm not going to eat the salad. That's rabbit food. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat the pizza because if you just eat the salad, then you're going to just be craving the pizza and eat it later." Well, his logic is completely wrong. Because what it means to eat inside the triangle is to is to balance your macronutrients, okay? And the three primary macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbs. So when you think inside the triangle, you are constantly balancing your blood sugar so you're never spiking and you're never letting it drop. And that is a good place for your body to be. That's called homeostasis. And that is much better for your body to function and do everything that it's supposed to do without a whole lot of effort. So what he missed in his explanation was, have the salad, but don't have a salad that's just like lettuce and tomato and a couple of croutons. That's not a meal. A meal is bulking it up with good protein. And that protein can be anything from beans to tuna, to hard boiled eggs, to meat if you eat it. Um, It can be quinoa. Quinoa is a complete protein too. Uh, It can be a good piece of fish. It could be some wild salmon or seared ahi. You know, it can be free range chicken. It can be nuts. Uh, it can be a variety of different greens with nuts and beans. I mean, it doesn't have to be just the, the lettuce with a, a piece of randomly placed, you know, tomato that just, that's not a salad. That's just sort of, I don't know what it is, but it's not a meal when you look at it that way. So Think about macro balancing all your meals and all your snacks. That even goes for your snack. So have the good slow burning carbs, have the protein, have the fat. And that way you're not leaving yourself going, I'm still hungry or my blood sugar is plummeting because I had a whole box of raisins and nothing else. You know, raisins in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with that. But if that is your only snack, that is that may very well spike your blood sugar because it's too much sugar. So um, balancing is key, and that's thinking inside the triangle. So how do you mix and match meals? Well, I've got all kinds of ideas for you in the book. I call them convertible meals. Um, and that that really does make it a whole lot easier when you can make these meals come to life quickly. Uh, And the ritual around that is just when you go shopping, think about all of the fun things that you're going to buy and how you're going to put them into your cart. You know, I have a ritual for how I shop. (laughs) I know it might sound like not that exciting, but I really enjoy grocery shopping. I know that's, maybe that's weird, but I enjoy knowing that I have the ability and the blessing to make these choices that I put into my cart with a lot of intention. And I like to go grocery shopping alone, okay? I'm sorry, family, I do. Um, I like to take my time. I like to read packages. And I like to organize as I shop to see visually that I'm not just checking off my list, but that I have meals for the week, so that's my ritual around it. Maybe you have a completely different one, but that's your homework. <laughs> All right, number five is meal prep. And this really goes hand in hand with number four of the thinking inside the triangle. But this is about getting ready for the week. Now, I am a person, when I'm hungry and I know it, it's kind of like I'm having this out-of-body experience where I'm looking at myself And I'm seeing myself from the perspective of my kids and my husband looking at me like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) You have turned into a beast. So if you're like me and hangriness is not your forte, you need really to listen closely. Having meals ready to go with modified meal prep is like breathing oxygen. Um, You know, you're spending... 30 to 40 minutes a week, and you're cooking off some quinoa or black rice. You're getting some proteins in order. Um, You know, you've got your pantry stocked with beans and you've got produce in the refrigerator and you've got, maybe you've got chicken if you eat meat. You've got chicken breast ready either in the freezer or you've got it already pre-cooked, things that you can kind of pull together quickly. Maybe you subscribe to ButcherBox, which I highly recommend if you are a meat eater. I'm going to put that link, by the way, in my show notes because it's a great service. It comes to you already sourced. You don't have to think about it or go shopping for it. It's very high quality. Um, and, you know, you you pull out what you need and you get it ready with your spices for the week. You've got your nuts and your seeds ready in your pantry. I like to keep them all in one location so I know exactly where to go for those. And that's how you meal prep for success. So on a Sunday or Monday, whenever you have time, just spend that time. Um, If you have an instant pot, that's a great way to cook your grains off. If you like the idea of one sheet wonder pans, you know, you do that and get your proteins cooked with your veggies I mean, these are all rituals for the habit and that really makes a difference. So um, little meal prep goes a long way and I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Eat Cleaner because Eat Cleaner really helps you get all of your veggies ready to go for the week. Now, uh, the next one that I wanna talk about is, guess what? It's not skipping meals, okay? This is a no-no. Number six is don't skip meals. Because if you're doing that, you're sabotaging yourself. You are telling your body and your metabolism that you are now in starvation mode and it's time to hunker down. And your body is gonna be really, really efficient and expend as few calories as possible. Burn as little as possible because you're hibernating like a bear. That is not an efficient way to utilize your energy. So skipping meals is a no-no. Making sure that you are eating in proper intervals is a good practice. So I like every, you know, three to four hours and you're eating smaller meals. Now, if you like intermittent fasting, that's okay too. It's actually one of the habits that I teach in my program but there is a way to do intermittent fasting that doesn't kill your metabolism. And I show you how to do it really, really smart. Um, and that's important because a lot of people have talked to me about intermittent fasting and tell me how they do it. And I'm just thinking to myself, you are going to kill your metabolism and you're going to be hangry. I Whether you know it or not, maybe somebody in your life is not telling you, but you will be. So uh, it's one of those things that you want to do the right way. Now, some people I know tell me that they forget to eat, which I don't get because I feel like life revolves around that when you're a foodie. But if you are one of those people, set an alarm so that it literally reminds you every three to four hours to have something. I like three mini meals and then two snacks. Uh, and when I eat five times a day, I find that that works the best for me. Maybe it's four for you. Maybe it's even three. But if you are leaving a big window of time in between your meals during the day, it's it's really going to work to your advantage. So stretch your calories out. You're actually not eating too many calories when you do the mini meals. Um, and if you are thinking that you are, you You might be surprised. You might be surprised when you starve yourself and then you sit down and you eat a massive meal, just how many calories you're putting down your gullet. So I'm just saying, you're not really eating more. You're just stretching them out throughout the day. So that meal that you get to eat with intention and with purpose and with gratitude is what leads me to my last thought and my last tip. Because we are honored We are blessed that we have food at our fingertips because it's so not like that in so many parts of the world. And that is to eat slowly. That is tip number seven is slow down. Now, 2020 taught us this. I'm telling you there is a a blessing here and it did teach us to slow down because we have a tendency to gulp our food. It's like we're in a race against I don't know who and whoever finishes first wins, but there's nothing to win. (laughs) It's like, I know some people grew up in a household where they had a lot of siblings and maybe if they didn't act fast and, and eat quickly, the food might run out, but we're adults. And so we can take our time. You are officially invited to slow down and chew. Most of your digestion actually happens in the mouth when it comes to carbs, yes. So if you're gulping it down, you're not giving your body a chance to actually digest and metabolize. And that can lead to all kinds of health issues, including leaky gut, including indigestion, including uh, overweight because you're eating too fast, all of that. So take time and bring your life back to the table. And do it with the people that you love, because I always say life is done better together. That is really a winning habit. And if you are one of those people that's like, but Mariah, I'm living alone, that is the beauty of video conferencing. Set a date with a good friend or a family member and eat together even if it means doing it through your screen. I'm just saying, we can all create wonderful rituals around habits that help us with our overall health. And maybe you need this little pep talk To get you back on the bus throughout the year i hope you bookmark this podcast and share it with the people you love resolutions become rituals and rituals are the key to making your resolutions a reality thank you for being here i really thank you and i hope to see you right here next week hey thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag, R-F-Y-B-L for recipes for your best life. I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.